0: Uh, Shout out to today's sponsor, which is Dollar Shave Club. And I know I tell people all the time, but I have been using them for years, even before the sponsorship. Uh, They offer a wide variety of different products like hair care, skin care, and they recently actually just sent John some skin care. And what did you what did you think? Yeah, I got the face wash
1: and I felt like the results almost immediately cleaned up my skin and I feel it more moisturized,
0: too. And like I said, they offer a wide variety of products. Uh, It's not just razors, you know, that's what they're known for. But they have like the hair care, skin care, and they recently sent me some chapstick. Yeah, what I like
1: is the subscription box. So you build it and the more things you add to it, you get a bigger discount and they send it
0: monthly. So you don't have to worry about hassling and going to the store. And buying these things. So if you guys are looking to sign up for Dollar Shape Club, click the link down
1: below.
0: Alright, we're live. Welcome Miami. back to Mexico It's your boy, the one with the scarface. Your boy, Scarface, and I'm joining in with my co-host. So, I, I thought about calling you John G. What do you think of that? Perfect, dude. Whatever we can find right now is I, we're, we're taking. Because John just sounds weird. Yeah. Like, hey, my co-host, John.
1: Yeah, that's what I was telling you the other day. Though. Like, there's
0: nothing that like you can kind of like roll it off. Because what if I'm like. Co-host John G. Cause that's a, i
1: mean, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, I'm going to change my, my Instagram handle to Famoso John, just like on TikTok. I never became famous on TikTok, but just change it Maybe, that. maybe Instagram will be a little different. Pro-
0: probably not. But, but yeah. I've been excited to do this one just because I've been like, I listen to a lot of uh, audiobooks and like in, in just real estate investing, investing and things like that, because that's something I really wanted to get into. Yeah. And it's actually a, a pretty popular topic that's going around especially here in Idaho now which is weird i've seen mm. like people are, like looking to invest and and uh so why not have someone better who actually does that right now has investments flips houses at at the same time too as well so we have alex and how do you say your last name you again effort? arriola arriola and uh you do have uh your own company too right yep i do what what is that one
2: it's called the lehowei one investments
0: okay cuz yeah i i saw on your facebook that you had two
2: uh, yeah. One's a rental portfolio where it's called A and M Empire Investments. That's where we put the rentals, the flips go through Alejo One Investments. Okay,
0: okay, that, that makes sense. So I want people to get to know you. I, I know I want to get into the investing and the real estate and stuff like that, but I want people to get to know you. Uh, are you from Idaho?
2: Yeah, I was born in Pocatello, but I I currently live in Pocatello. But I grew up in Marsh Valley. In March so, Valley,
0: where's March Valley? I don't know. I've heard of it though.
2: It's like Lava Hot Springs, Downey. Animal. Oh, okay, okay. No, A little bit tiny, out there. like where I grew up. It was like 225 people.
0: Dang. Oh, dang. So, so how many were in your graduating class?
2: I had 78. Oh,
0: that's well, not that's, bad. that's pretty. Yeah, many. that's that's pretty yeah. big. I was thinking more of like 15, maybe 10. No. <laughs> um, so you you grew up out there. So how how was it growing out out there? I mean, because I felt like Idaho Falls was small, you know, but. Over there, it's a it's a lot smaller city. I'm, I'm assuming. It's more yeah. spread out, I think. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. more
2: spread out. It's like all country stuff. Like, cause my my dad originally came from Michoacan, Mexico. Okay. And then started working in the fields, like most typical Mexican families do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so he's just working there, and then I went to high school there. Um, I was like one of the only Latinos there. There was maybe two or three others. One of them was my cousin. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, did, did that feel weird at all? Like, cause, cause uh, for example, well, when I was over at Bonneville, that's where I went to high school uh yeah we had a bunch of hispanics but then as soon we had no uh black people and as soon as one got transferred over he came from atlanta i think it was it was like he felt so weird because he's like everyone's staring at me like this is w- really weird and i'm like well welcome to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like i don't think because no one's obviously black you know you're like the first black kid that uh these people have probably even seen because you know at that time when we're, when i was growing up uh, i graduated in 06. Uh, there wasn't very many. It was made like Hispanics, but you know, not very many, not even Asian. You know, so there. No. Did you ever feel weird at all? Like,
2: not really, just because like I went through kindergarten and like just grew up with all these people, the same people. Yeah, and so then like, cause I went to McCammon Elementary, which it's just I think seven miles away from Aramel. So then you go to there, and then the middle school is like a combination combination of all of them, and then middle school like. Moves over, mm-hmm. and then you go to high school, which is like almost right, right there. Like if you're driving on I-15 going to Salt Lake, you be you see this high school. Oh like, yeah, on the okay. is
1: Century.
0: Is it called Century? No, no. So this
2: is Past Century. Past Century. Yeah.
0: What's that oh. one
1: called? What's that high school called?
2: Marsh Valley. Marsh Valley.
0: His is Marsh Valley. That one's Century. Century. Yeah. Century. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And we're
2: not even a four A. They're a four A. We're a 3A, <laughs> three A bad.
0: Dang. So, uh, were you were you born in in Idaho? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted like see where. Uh, so you're growing up there. What were your plans? Like, was it in high school or middle school? Like, y- usually we have an idea of what we want to do, like go to college, do this. What, what were your plans at that time?
2: Well, when I was in high school, it was like, I always wanted to get into business. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I'm going to go to college for business. Cause like, me and a buddy were like, well, oh. uh, he said he's going to go to growing cause he's like, well, together we'll get a weed farm or something. going. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go to school for business. And then like I went. And I didn't like it. Kind of dropped down. i like, man, this sucks. Because at first, like in high school, I was like, okay, I'm either going to be like a legal drug dealer, so a pharmacist, mm-hmm. or going to become... Uh,
3: An illegal. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, not illegal. No, <laughs> <be> <laughs> no, cut
2: But yeah, so I was like, well, I want either to either be a pharmacist or um, go into business or auto body because I loved cars. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, um, I saw... Auto body people don't make a ton, like I was hoping, because like, oh, as long as six figures, that sounds good, mm. especially in Idaho. Except now, it's like six figures is
0: you need. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Um.
2: But yeah, I I was like, oh, I'll go to business school. I went to ISU, and through I went to business administration and uh, business management, and it was it was fun. I just I didn't like college, honestly. Mm-hmm. So
0: do you, do you feel like uh? at that time where you're like, I don't know if business manage- management for m- is for me because th- what they teach you there mainly, isn't it to manage other people's businesses? To, yeah. To or just a, like manage the business in general?
2: To be a manager. And like what was cool about mine because it was through the College of Tech. It wasn't like through the College of Business because it's called business. You have to take so many requisites and like go different spots. So mine was like they give you like classes. So they teach you about like QuickBooks, uh, payroll, they business math mm-hmm. little stuff like that but they don't really touch an investment like there's like a little spot in the book that they teach you out of and that's like about investing like well these are different kinds like stocks um, so it's
0: like a one page and then like yeah <laughs> just flip <laughs> over <laughs> there, say, yeah. 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 Half a that's, that's weird because um that's that's where like you should yeah because uh, i i feel like uh even in high school they they like in teaching you about investments mm-hmm. and about how to finance like be financially literate yeah. because they don't teach you about like, it's like they dumb you down. <laughs> yeah. They don't teach you about good credit, bad credit. They don't teach you about how to like manage your money. And I feel like that's something that you need to yeah. learn when you're, when you're growing up. Uh, do you question, do you feel like what you learned you could learn on YouTube?
2: Yeah. Oh, easy. Like you can learn like how to do QuickBooks. Like there's different stuff, like how to reconcile pages. Like uh, the hardest part was probably accounting mm-hmm. It's because like, accounting you actually have to go and do it sometimes i would just skip class and like oh i'm gonna go grab a drink and forget about schoolwork. so
1: <laughs> wasn't that what you were doing accounting? yeah so i went to school for accounting but i went to CIA because i was going to go to the college of businesses called I icu i think uh-huh. um it's just way expensive but it's funny how like business they taught business management and accounting same time so of the classes were the same except for accounting. Accounting, you took accounting classes Mm -hmm. which in like business management, you didn't take any accounting besides some like law classes and stuff. But, um, so I, I actually was going to school and I'm like, I was a semester away but then I landed a job at a business management firm in town and I realized quickly how, like, it's a joke. Like, school is a joke. Real quick, if you can learn it. Like, I probably learned what I was trying to go to school for, like, three or four months. Or at least one season of, like, um, during tax season where everything just unloads at one time. Um, I feel that I learned what I was supposed to do for, in real life instead of going to school. At least in my
0: my experience. Yeah, and I had a similar one. Because I, I do a lot of media. Like, photography, video, mm-hmm. graphics, you name it. And... Uh, I, I'm. I'll give you the short story because you know I, I went to school for the same reason. You know, later in life, I was like, you know, let me go back. Let me see. Like, they're going to teach me all sorts of stuff, right? And I go. So I I youtube everything. Like, I learned how to use everything because I wanted to go in and be. I felt like everyone was going to be like up here, and I was like, I need to be up there with them. Everybody trying to. Make I go movies. in and I mean, mind you, I learned everything on YouTube. I go in and they're like learning the most basic stuff ever, and I'm like
2: and they're charging thousands of dollars exactly of <laughs>
0: that's why like depending on what career you're trying to go for like yeah. a lot of the stuff you can learn on YouTube and you don't really need it but if you do I'm not trying to degrade oh, nobody's it. degree you know I'm not oh, trying to yeah. do it at all like it's, it's a lot of work if you do it cool if you don't you know you don't necessarily need to go yeah. uh, it just depends on the field that you're trying to go into so so he said that you can learn a lot of this stuff off, it's funny because people won't people think less of the free information and they'll 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 feel like it's more valuable when they go and pay for it when you could learn the same information off of YouTube does that make sense yeah kind of like a, uh, I always give people the same thing like I'm working out uh, like trying to lose weight and stuff they'll ask for all this information and you like tell them basically like hey just like eat less eat the right food and work out more and they're like no that's not it you know and then they'll go pay a trainer they'll tell them the same exact yeah, thing a- and then they're like <laughs> He knows the way, you know, like he, know, um, oh, anyways, but, uh, so you, you go to college, uh, was this right after high school?
2: Yeah, this is right after high school. I took about like a year off. Um, I didn't go straight into it because I went to work at, with my cousin who was a foreman doing power pole inspections. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, went and did a little bit of construction work out in Jackson hole. And then I was like, dang, this kind of sucks. Cause like, like ever since I was 12, I started working at the dairy farm that was very close to my house. So yeah. They would give me, like, a four-wheeler ride, like, right after school or before school. Like, mm-hmm. I would go work, feed calves, um, and do that kind of stuff, and then go shower and everything, hopefully I didn't smell like shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then go to class, and then after school, I would just go back to work for a few more hours, and then on the weekends, I would work more.
0: So, what, what was your goal? What was your end goal at that time? Was it to, to was it still have a business with your, with your was it your cousin, you said, uh, or no. your buddy? Uh where with, he, where he was buddy. gonna, yeah, he was gonna have his field, and you were gonna manage the business. Was yeah. that, was that still the goal at that time? Or it
2: was still the goal because I mean, you need property to be able to do it in. So it's like, okay, well, that's raw land development. You can, you can get bank loans, different all different kinds of financing. Which is cool. This is why I love real estate. It's like it's not just one way is the only way. There's mm-hmm. multiple ways. But when we were just in high school. We would always talk about it, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you two are, like, stoners, like, want to, like, <laughs> have one of those. And then, like, it turns out, like, he's actually coming back from Oregon, and he went went and worked on an actual pot farm. Mm-hmm. And then me, I was like, well, I like numbers of, like, business. Like, I, to me, it's cool because there's so many write-offs that you can have, and yeah, you know, there's just a whole new world and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and people don't understand, like, all these, like, write-offs or they want to – they wonder how come all these like rich people aren't paying that much taxes but they don't know like all these little like you can write this off if you buy this for your company you can write that off and like and you know it's it's a bunch of things that if you just take the the time to learn you could do the same thing and like start leveraging you know leveraging money and things like that um uh, which i didn't know of you know before i would always make man they're just like lucky or you know like they're lucky they they get a like They know the right people. That has a lot to do with it, too. Like, if you know the right people, of course, you can make some some a lot more moves quicker. Right. But, like, my thing about
2: that is, is, like, the people that say, oh, we need a tax rate. It's like, no, like, why else is the IRS creating cheat sheets for you? To go and do like if you have a car that weighs over six thousand pounds, and by the way, I'm not a tax attorney or anything like that. It's funny
0: he told me the same thing about the car. <laughs>
2: but it's like if it's over six thousand pounds. So if you get like a Lambo, like Urus, or you get a Rolls Royce Wraith, or something that weighs more than six thousand, you there's different ways of depreciating it out. Um, and that's a loophole that they give you. Like if they didn't want you to pay, if they only wanted you to pay taxes, they wouldn't create these little loopholes. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're like, oh, here's a loophole. Like, um. You have business meals. You have your mileage that you can write off, like a $1.50 or something like that per mile. Whenever you go somewhere, like me coming here, mm-hmm. I came with my mom because I told her I was coming to do this podcast. She's like, well, I want to go shopping in Idle Falls because we're getting ready to go to Mexico in December because we're going to have a board meeting between <laughs> me and my dad because my dad and I have a semi-construction company. Okay, uh, Yeah, semi-truck uh, semi <laughs> semi con- company. Okay. So we're going to have our board meeting in Mexico, and we're going to… Travel and do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because you can say that you're going to do that and just write it off as a business expense. Yeah. Uh, but people don't – they, they want to make it seem like it's super complicated. Like it's a super complex uh, uh, way of doing it. But it, it's really actually really simple.
2: Yeah, well, I think what scares people is like they don't know because yeah. you don't know what you don't know. So you're just scared. You're like, oh, well, if I do this, then I'm going to get audited right away. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the case, especially like once you meet people and you – Let me meet with other business owners and you're like, oh, how do you do this? Like you have this brand new building. How did you afford this other building? Because I have a friend who has three buildings. Mm -hmm. He's not even a US citizen. And he, all the way from Belgium, and he owns three buildings. He bought them like with private financing and then he gets the rents up, leases it, where the numbers look good to a bank. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll totally loan on this. And then he used bank money and then got a construction loan on it. And then now it's appraised for a lot higher. So now he has equity, pulls it out, puts it down on another building, does the same thing, gets another loan, buys another building. And it's pretty simple. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's it's weird because, uh, I mean, I've been doing a lot of research on it. Like I listen to audio books. I've been listening to a lot of them just because I want to learn as much as I can. And I said it in 2022 is like the year that I'm actually going to like start making the next step you know, like learning and then start making some steps in, in 2022. Uh, so you, you said you're working out in Jackson. You're like, this ain't really working, you know, for you. And when did you start like, I mean, it, it, becoming curious with real estate?
2: With real estate, I read this book by Nick Ruiz calling, uh, flipping it. Mm-hmm. And it was a book that explained about using none of your own money or credit to flip houses. And I'm like, what? Cause I'm a, I'm a college student. So yeah. I'm like, have money saved up just to go to college. But then I'm like, I mean, I'd like to, I know there's tons of profit in real estate. So I want to learn how to flip houses without using my own money or credit, especially if I can, especially right now, because I don't even need college. So then (laughs) I started reading that and then I started getting more curious and then I'm like, okay, cool. And I go to class and I'd always like kind of just question a lot of stuff that they said, because they're teaching you how to be an entrepreneur out of a book. Yeah, But it's like, do any of them own businesses, some of them might, some of them might not, but mm. they're teaching you how to become one and it's like, well, well, why am I here then? Cuz I remember I was I was 20 and I was still in college and that's when I was like, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to try it. And then I put a property under contract and now I'm like, oh shit, this is the real thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I need to start an LLC and then I go to like some of my instructors like, "Hey, um I need to know how to, how do I do an LLC, and then they give me the basics, and then I'm like, no, but I need to know, like, what's the different kinds? Like, do I get taxes as an S corp, or like, what do I do? Like, I need help, and yeah. you guys are the professionals here. And they're like, well, just go to the um, there, there was there was building there, And like, just go there, they'll walk you through the step by step. And then they told me the same things, like, well, it just depends, like, what way you want to get taxed. I'm like, this is my first business, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then so they're like, oh, well, just do an LLC, and you'll be fine. And then I was like, okay, so I put that property in contract. And to put it under contract, I needed earnest money, which was 500 bucks. And then I was like, dang, like, I thought you said bucks. no money. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, no money. Then, because uh, I was going in talking to a lot of like real estate agents saying, oh, yeah, I'm a cash buyer, a cash buyer. Cause that's what you always say. Cause I was thinking about wholesaling it, which wholesaling is getting the property under contract and then reselling it for more. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, let's say you find a house that's here in town and it's, Needs a lot of work, but you're like, Oh, I think the resale value on that could be 380. Mm-hmm. But you have an under contract for a hundred thousand, even though nowadays that's <laughs> not possible. But yeah. <laughs> just for example, like you just have it under contract for a hundred thousand, you gave your 500 dollars earnest money to lock it in basically, and then you have the rights you can make assignable. And then you let's say you sell it to and then Flipper, like me, then I'm like, Okay, yeah, like. You're like, hey, it he needs about fifty thousand dollars worth of work. Um, I'll sell it to you for one hundred thirty thousand. And I'm like, okay, I put fifty. I'm into it one eighty. Some holding costs, closing costs. If it's at three well, eighty, because I'll also run my own comparables. We call them comps. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, this sounds like a deal. You just made thirty thousand just like that, mm-hmm. and you don't even need a real estate license for it. Okay. So that's what I was thinking at first, like, oh, wholesale it. But then, because um, I started meeting more people in real estate, I went to. Local like uh, real estate investment associations, which there's a really good one here in Idle Falls. They meet at Title One every I think third Wednesday. We have one in Pocatello called Pokey Ria. Um, I went as far as to the Salt Lake Rias, which I mean, here you're thinking a three hundred thousand dollar deal is a big deal. Over there, they're doing like multi million dollar deals. Mm-hmm. So, that's
0: crazy. So that that's when you were so this property. I'm because I'm curious. Like did they teach you the right way? Like uh because uh, they they said. Where you said you had to get an LLC, right? Yeah. And did you go through with that, with yeah, all that?
2: I did. I Because uh, luckily I was surrounded with like, because I met so many people and I network a lot. So mm-hmm. I'd go to all those RIAs and then I met a partner um, that introduced me to one of his partners that they'd flip houses with in Utah. And I also, like while I was in college, because part of it, I was like, well, I want to get better at sales. So then I went and worked at a car dealership and they still managed to work my school scheduling and everything, but... So I had the money down there, like the $500 earnest money from working my normal job. But during my lunch break, I just went to go check it out. I was like, okay, well, I have to go meet with these guys because he's like, hey, I have an investor friend that will help fund it if you want to go through with it. I was like, okay. Um, And then he was like, you have it locked up, right? And I was like, yeah, it's locked up. And we go and we say, okay, well – It had a terrible roof, so like, okay, it needs a new roof. The siding was bad, so we're like, all new siding, windows. We just made a scope of work, everything we wanted to do to it. And this guy, like, was an engineer, so he's super um, analytical with everything. Like, everything has to be right, and he's like, okay, well, this is a good deal to me. How long do we need to close? And I was like, um, probably, I put, we'll close in three weeks, so 21 days, cash. And he was like, okay, how much do we need? Um, This was a property that was... A bank-owned property. Originally, they wanted like one thirty-nine, but it was a huge six-bedroom, thirty-two hundred square foot house, and it had mold in the basement. So you couldn't get conventional financing. You, you they're like no normal retail buyer could buy it just because it had so many issues: plumbing, um, some electrical. They will, like depending on what kind of uh, like loan you're going through. If you're if you're a first-time home buyer, normally it's like FHA. Uh, if you're in the military, you can qualify for a VA loan. Um, And the FHA, there's some certain guidelines, like if there's peeling paint, they won't land on it until that's fixed. Mm -hmm. So part of the closing, uh, they have to say, okay, well, once you do your inspection, your due diligence, you have to say, okay, well, that needs to be fixed before I can buy it. And then most people will repair that just to not put it on the market again and start over. But Mm -hmm. there's some people that, no, we'll just get someone else that will just pay cash or something. So on that property, though, what we were doing was – we're paying cash and i was like to my partners like that i met through this other guy that i met he's like oh well how long do we need to close i was like um i'm down to like 10 days Mm -hmm. and then they're like okay well we need a he's like okay that's no problem we can do it but then it came to a point where it's like i might need an extension and i didn't even know about all these terms extension like arv and all that kind of stuff but the weird thing about this property is it first started out at like one hundred thirty nine thousand, and then it went down a lot more. And I was this was a property I was just eyeing down, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, well, I think I can make it work because I think it could sell for over two forty. So then we, like, I looked at it, just kept going down, 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 and then it hit one oh nine, and then I put a full cash offer for ninety nine thousand. And again, I didn't have any <laughs> any money, just the five hundred dollars earnest money. I was like, okay, I'm gonna put this under contract, and I. Um, have an agent write it up and say, um, we'll pay cash and close in three weeks. And they're like, you're young. Because I was 20. And yeah. I was like, because now I'm 25. But when I was doing that, I was 20. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, geez, um, what am I getting myself into? And because now you're talking with real estate agents. They're writing up contracts. I'm like, oh, I've, I've, some of this stuff, I don't even understand what it means in the yeah. contract. But luckily, I had like this partner. I was like, oh, yeah, well, this means this, this, and this. Um, there's a little section that makes it assignable. So if you want to wholesale it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, good point. Because if you don't put, then you can't wholesale it. You, your business has to buy it. Which sometimes, like, you, I since I have like two different entities for real estate, I can close in either one. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll do that. Like, oh, why are you making a cent? Well, in case I close under a different entity, where the funds will come in. But this property, um, they I threw that cash offer at ninety nine. They're like, no, like we won't take it. The bank comes down, and they're like, we'll take one hundred five. And I was like, I'll do one hundred three. And the real estate agent's freaking out because he's like, you're going to let it go for a few thousand dollars? I'm like, yeah, like I want to be at a certain number. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, like a few days later, pass. They're like, we'll take your offer at that. We just need to move this off our books. And then so I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) And then that's when I had these partners already lined up to go do it. And then they're like, yeah, let's close on it as soon as possible. So it's almost – so in about – it was in September of – uh, what uh, geez five years ago mm-hmm. when that was my first deal so five years ago was my first deal which was cool because um i wasn't even 21 yet because that was in september my birthday is in october and my uh i was just i went to another ria pokey Rhea, while i had that property under contract and we're getting ready to close on it and then i've i was just driving after the pokey Rhea, and me and one of my buddies, like, we just went driving for dollars is what we call it. So mm-hmm. you just go drive and you write down, like, you see an ugly property. Then you just write it down. You try to look up the owner's name. But luckily me, I always had, like, letters that were like, hey, we buy houses, fast cash, as condition. condition." Um, then I just drove past. And I was like, I'm going to leave this letter because that one, tons of trees were growing around it. Bad lawn, needed all new everything. So I was like, okay, cool. Um. I'm just going to leave it. Like worst case scenario, they call me back and like, get off my property. I don't have to come here. I was like you – because know, I was naive. I was like 20 yeah. still. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna see if I can get this owner's name. And then I go to the next door neighbors, trying to get some info on the property, see if it was like a meth house, like see if like there's squatters or anything like that in it. Um anything I should be worried about. And cause I was on their property. I didn't want to get a trespassing ticket, yeah. especially cause I'm Brown. So they're like, Oh geez, <laughs> someone's gonna, someone's gonna try to squat in there. Yeah. So I met with, I knocked on the front door neighbors and she's like, yeah, that's my ex-husband, him and his brother. They're going to renovate it and they're going to rent it out. But one works for the railroad. So they're not going to be able to do it. And then my ex-husband, he's not going to come over here. Cause I live right in front of him. Like, mm. Okay. Um, cool. So I was like, do you mind giving me one of their contact info so uh, we can try to buy it? Cause this neighborhood's pretty nice and it's an old town Pocatello. This is before like, cause now, well, there's a lot of stuff going there, but yeah. back then it was pretty decent and good neighborhood. So I was like, um, yeah, if you could give me that, that'd be awesome. And then she gives me the info and then I call him, don't answer. She gave me her, not her exes, but the brother that owned it that worked for the railroad. So when they were on furloughed or whatever, finally calls me back. Like I think it was a week after, saying, "Hey, um, I saw your letter here. Uh, I'm interested in selling it." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I was like, "I, I kind of want to walk it first because I want to know what I'm getting myself into." He's like, "Well, I know one thing. It needs a new main line. Um, That's been broken." He's like, "I bought it off of foreclosure," as because I just bought it super cheap. And uh, I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Well, why haven't you renovated it?" He's like, "Well, I just don't have time." And then I was like, okay, well, I can fix your solution right here, and I, I can buy it. And he just looked at me like, you're, you're, you look like you're still in college. You just got <laughs> out of high school. Like, how are you going to yeah. pay this cash? And so I was like, yeah, I, I can close. Like, I'll perform on it. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's go walk it. I walked it, and then I had my other partner that helped me get the funding for the other one. He helped me walk it. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to have to do this. It's going to need insulation. You're basically going to have to rebuild all brand-new house. And it's on my Instagram. It's 239 South Johnson. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, before and afters of completely what it was. We had it down all the way to the studs. Oh, dang. But what's cool about that one is because I just drove past and left a note, talked to the neighbor, got a phone number. They called me back. They're like, yeah, um, I'm going to sell it at 52. And then I was like, what about 50 cash? And, like, we'll close. Like, mm-hmm. You don't worry about anything else. He's like, I'll do it. And then I go and talk to my partner. I walked it through. He's like, hey, why don't we do something creative here? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, why don't we see um, – because he had a HELOC from his previous house. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, why don't we see if he will owner finance it? I was like, well, I kind of understand the owner finance, but what in all does that mean? He's like, well, it's just basically they carry a note for the remaining balance – of, let's say 50,000 what I picked it up for but we just put a down payment on it um he's like what if we asked him to do $2500 just call the guy and I was like okay like kind of nervous like this isn't going to happen in my mind I'm like there's no way <laughs> he'll let me take this property over for $2500 and then I call the guy I'm like hey um I know we said 50 but are you in a rush to sell it he's like no I have it with the HELOC so like as long as I kind of get my money I was like, well, would you be interested in like carrying the note for us? Because if I say owner financing, like, oh no, some people get scared. It's like, oh no, that means I have to like do stuff. But he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, you just carry the note for the fifty. We'll put twenty five hundred dollars down on the property, so that means I owe you forty seven five hundred. I was like, we could pay cash, but this is going to be an extensive remodel. We're going to probably put um, close to fifty or sixty into it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll help you out there. Yeah, sure. And so he comes out with his contract and says, how about this? You give me $2,500, but every three months, I want you to pay me an extra $2,500 that goes towards the principal of that $50,000. Mm-hmm. So I already owe him 475 dollars because I put $2,500 down. Mm-hmm. And that was none of my own money or credit because I'm broke college, and so I didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still working, going to school and all that. So it's like I didn't have $2,500 to my name at that time. So like, dang. It's, but we just go to um, breakfast and my partner is like, oh, I have him a check. So let's just go eat with him. Yeah. Okay. We go to breakfast, does it, brings us that contract and says every every uh, three months you owe me another twenty five hundred. So like we're working on it and everything and I ended up having to pay like I think it was like forty two thousand to him, but we we're already gonna sell it and we we're selling it for one sixty five. So whoa, whoa. with twenty five hundred dollars we leveraged and used other like funds to be able so to fix it. He he basically
0: financed it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um and that's the cool thing that I didn't know you could do in real estate, like you mentioned earlier when you were talking about it. That there isn't just one way to do it. There's multiple, and if you can get creative, like you did, yeah, you can do it. Like people are willing to work, especially if they're motivated sellers yeah. like that. And I didn't, I didn't know because I, I, you, you see them all over the place. Like, oh, I'm looking to buy houses. You know, like the little sign uh, on the on the yeah. side of the road and stuff. So Do those things actually work?
2: I actually did because, like, I was. Getting into real estate, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna try everything. Like, I'm gonna see what works, what doesn't work." So I would do those roadside house. Like, we buy houses fast cash, as is conditioned. So I'd have a couple of those ones out. Like, I remember I had one out in Chubbuck, and I had some out here in Idle Falls. And I got calls from the city saying, "Hey, um, you need to take these down." I was like, um, I don't live there. I live in Kimberly, Idaho. <laughs> and they're like, we'll take them down, but don't put any more up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a way to get leads. It's a way to have people call in because people yeah. that have distressed homes, they don't want to necessarily say, I have a distressed home. like
0: That or they don't. Like kind of like the, the situation that happened with you, like you drove by, you saw the house, and uh, that that's one thing that I also learned too, uh, uh, not just from some audio books, but actually TikTok. You know how there's some uh, some real estate agents on there that give you tips, and that's something that he does too. He he drives around, looks for a home that looks not well maintained and things like that. So there's there could be a reason for that, and then kind of like you, you know, like there was two brothers, uh, so. I had a question based off your, your, your first property. What are what are some of the things that you learned from that? Like, you're like, oh, I ain't going to do that again, you know?
2: Geez, because our... F- or did it
0: go, go through pretty smoothly? No,
2: that was that first deal I learned a ton, especially because it was my first deal. But that first deal, we had a contractor, a main general contractor that stole money from us oh, and material. And I'm like freaking out because this is my first deal ever. I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? Luckily, like I said, my partner, who's an engineer, he's like, well... From now on, we just have to do uh, like of works, but give them to the contractors, have them sign it, date it. So in those, we basically say, okay, what they're going to do for this week. So let's say they're doing um, a roof. Mm-hmm. So in the roof, we'll put how long it's going to take. So start date, end date. And then every day they're not done, they owe us $100. So now they owe us money. But, and that way, like we have them sign it as well too. So that way... If we have to take him to court, hey, here's a signed document, like, we're going to go after him. Mm-hmm. Because the first one we couldn't. He just took off, ran away with some materials. We couldn't find him. Like, yeah. His LLC wasn't even, like, incorporated anything. Like, it wasn't in the Idaho state, like, where you can look up business names and all that. It wasn't even legal. Mm-hmm. So, like, crap, we just gave money to a convict. Like, yeah. So, we're just screwed out on that money. It was, like, I think $15,000. Oh, wow. So,
0: And did did that, so you learned to do those, like the, to have them sign a, would you say it was scope of work? Yeah. So that, that's something that you learned too. Cause I have another buddy who also does real estate too. And, uh, he, he told me he learned a lot from his first property. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it's your first one. you, You don't know what you're doing. And like, it's really scary at the same time. So you didn't let this, this guy stealing your money, you let, you didn't let that like deter you away from like, nah maybe real estate's not for me you know like this is this is not gonna work
2: well I kind of felt like that at first because I'm like well we just stole fifteen thousand like that's that could have been fifteen thousand dollars towards profit mm. um but it didn't happen so we couldn't find him we had um an an investigator after him but they couldn't find anything on him they could find stuff on the brother but the stuff there was um like it was all under different names so it wasn't his did
0: you go to this guy based off recommendation, or did you go with this guy just because you Googled him and you found him? like yeah. h- How did you find this guy?
2: We Googled them because like we are looking for contractors, because we are getting bids, and his bid was probably the best. And we we're like, okay, well, it's not too high, it's not too low, it seems prices seemed de- decent for roofing. But he was acting as a general contractor. I don't even know if he had his general contractor's license, because mm-hmm. that's one thing we should have checked. Um, Seeing if he was injured and bonded, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, first deal, I didn't know any any about that, so now it's a lot different now.
0: Yeah. Now you have your, your routine that you go through. Mm-hmm. So you, was that, excuse me, the, the house with the, the brothers, was that your second property?
2: Yeah. And that's around September. So I got that property under contract. I think it was like September 15th. And then a few days later when I went to that pokey um, I, we just drove around and this is even before October. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's when we, because in October was when I turned twenty one. So I was like, oh man, that'd be cool if I could get another one under contract. Mm-hmm. So then I got it under contract like late September, like I think it was like the twenty eighth or twenty ninth
1: of September. So these deals that you're doing, they're basically you're not going through a loan through the bank. You're going through basically your partners. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, definitely not. So that's the bank. what facilitates it. Do you think, or do you think it'd be that much harder if you did didn't have a partner?
2: Um. The reason why we don't go through banks is because they won't loan on those type of properties. Mm-hmm. They're just like, no, nope, um, our guidelines specifically state, if it has peeling paint, no. Um, lead, if it, if it has lead, mm-hmm. then there has to be lead remediation before they're able to-
0: Loan on it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: loan on it, just like go of the funds um, on something like that. So me, I started learning about raising private capital so that way I could raise capital and then- go out and buy deals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even have like the partners in line. I'll just have a deal because if it's a good deal, the money will follow no mm-hmm. matter what. Like that's just with anything. Like mm-hmm. People want to invest. Like they want to get return on their money no matter what. And with real estate is it's a hard asset. You can go look at it. You can go touch it. You can go see it. If the, like the people that are lending you the money, they're like, I just want to see progress. Oh yeah, go ahead. Here's what we're up to. This is what's going on. This is all we have left. And then they're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It's not like like, let's say like crypto because crypto is hot right now. Right. Yeah. But let's say I'm a crypto genius. And then you're like, okay, well, I want to see your track record. And then you can like fake, like yeah. your track record and then, okay, well yeah, just give me 50,000 and I'll give it back. So like with that, it's like, where's the hard asset? Like, is it just a no? Or like, yeah. like, how do you get the money back?
1: So the property does it go under like your business name or does it go under the person that's funding the project?
2: Uh, I give it to the person that's funding, the, funding project. the project. I give them first lien so that way they're comfortable. Okay. Then when I'm getting ready to sell it, then they're... they're but, but
1: this it. is like a full process. You do the full process. You find the property. Um, you, fo- you find the funder. And then the funder pays for the remodels to sell the house... To be able to get profit for both of you? Yep. Is basically? Okay. Yep. Because that's that how
2: I've, I've structured some. Some we've used other people's money <coughs> and we've mm. just paid them interest on their money. There's okay. some people that are okay with that. But then some people, they're like, I'll fund the whole thing. Like yeah. my partner on the first two deals, I'll fund the whole thing. Let's just go 50 50 profit or loss. Mm-hmm. And we have a um, just basically like a contract saying all that, but in legal terms. Yeah. Um, and a, like a promissory note agreeing to pay it back and all that kind of stuff. That way it's legal, it's notarized. Mm
1: so that way everyone feels comfortable so they're, yep. they're they're putting the money you're doing all the work yep. basically
0: it's oh, really cool and a lot of these things that you've learned <laughs> leading up to like uh investing into your first property was it learned through your 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 investors or was it learned through the the books that you were reading
2: um both it's a combination of both but honestly my biggest thing if anyone wants to get into real estate investing it's just networking go to those meetings like
3: mm-hmm.
2: i mean what else are you going to do just go home sit at Netflix, like just go home, watch Netflix all night versus going networking with people and you're like, okay, cool. Like this guy did it. Like I was saying, I had a buddy that is not even from here and he owns three buildings and each one of them probably appraised way well over a million. So, I yeah, mean, see,
0: my buddy too, uh, uh, hopefully he listens to it too. Rigo, he, he used to uh, live here, he lives out in California now and he has uh, different properties in different states. You know, and to me, I'm like, dude, that's, that's awesome. And like, he was also like talking to me about like different ways of funding them. Like it, like you can use like a private investor and things like, you know, you start learning. You're like, um, things that the, the only way to learn these things is to ask the questions, yeah. like ask questions, like ask you questions, uh, ask, uh, someone else who else also does it. You know, uh, recently, uh, we, we also, hopefully we get him here soon. Chandler. I don't know if you know oh, Chandler. Chandler yeah he uh he's he has a bunch of properties right now and like he's doing really well and um but people think they they didn't see Chandler before you know what I mean like they didn't see him when he was like first starting out you know what I mean they just see what he has now so they think just by buying one property they're gonna get to to where he's at you know what I mean like they don't realize I'm sure like you're still you're probably involved in a bunch of Different. I know you recently finished one not too long ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I saw you posted that this one you're gonna flip it. Yep,
2: that and, one's up for sale now. That's in Chebec area.
0: And uh, is, mm-hmm. is this market? Um, tying
1: what you're talking about now. Is this market bad for you or good for you? Uh, good. Since so there's
2: a lot of people say, oh, it's price high, but you can also sell high too. Correct. Because that one house that I was saying that I bought with twenty five hundred dollars down, um, at the time. One sixty five for that area was kind of unheard of. Like most of our stuff around here sells for 130, 120, yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna go high, I'm gonna sell it for one sixty five. Yeah. And we sold it for one sixty seven, I believe.
1: Um mm-hmm. one thing that like we get a lot, especially from real estate agents, is like whatever goes up must come down. But I've talked to a lot of real estate agents, they're like, There's not it's not coming down, it's not coming out. When it does come down, is that an opportunity for you even more since there's not a lot of competition? Or you don't know yet.
2: No, I, that's that's when the most of the money's made. The when money? it comes down. down. As, yeah. It sounds bad to say, but when it comes down, mm-hmm. that's when there's more money to be made than right now. Right now, there's mm-hmm. a lot of money to be made. But when something like that, you're buying them cheaper. And then yeah. you can mm-hmm. hold on to them. And then when the market goes back up,
1: like, better for you
0: yeah and that's it, when
2: you sell them and unload them and it's the funny
0: yeah. because that's when people get scared when everything goes down there, they're like nope nope i'm my money's safe right here because the same thing happens with stocks like yeah, they so get a, when they start tanking everyone's like no pull their money out and they're yeah. like no and i'm not thing gonna thing lose is, any like, money
1: you don't know how bad it's gonna tank, you know
0: yeah i mean it, if you invest into the right ones they mm-hmm. they go back up you know oh, they yeah. eventually go back up they they all they always have corrections and things like that but people don't People are afraid, like, and I'm sure it's the same in real estate. They're like, "Oh no, everything's tanking!" Like, yeah. uh, but that they don't realize that's when the rich get richer because they're like, "It's like uh, I need to buy, you know, buy, buy, buy." Because the, the same thing happens with the like I I invest into crypto too, and it's been tanking, yeah. but I've been buying a lot, you know, because like uh, I feel like some of these that I have are gonna go like super high. Yeah, they have and it to. just takes yeah, it just takes a little bit of time. But people like like I said mentioned earlier, people want to get rich quick and. I don't think they should I, I always tell people you know uh especially warren buffett he's the one that says it. he's like everyone wants to get rich quick no one wants to get wealthy slow yep. you know and i'm trying to get wealthy you know i'm, I'm not trying to get make a quick uh twenty thousand and then all of a sudden like oh yeah i'm done you know like because with that money i'm sure anytime you get profits i'm, I'm sure you take some for, a little bit for yourself but you're always reinvesting it into like what else can i get right
2: yep because with that i was able to um started like that semi that semi trucking business with my dad Mm -hmm. um that's paid off really well and then i also bought a coffee shop as well too oh wow down in pocatello like we sell beer we sell wine which coffee shop is it it's called crafted a beverage co
0: is it by isu
2: um it's in
0: downtown okay okay
2: so it's inside station square which is this sweet big building and it's like there's all different kinds of offices which i also because i was part owner um well because i I bought, crafted part of the deal that I did in that. I was like, well, I also want to help you guys, like, get more people in. Mm -hmm. So I want to start helping you guys with this. So we have something called uh, co-working. So so a lot of people around East Idaho don't know what co-working is, but in Boise, it's a big thing. Um, Salt Lake, there's, uh, like, it's pretty big too. Uh, But co-working is, it's like, let's say you work from home, like, especially now. Um, You want an office setting because you can't get stuff done at home so yeah. we have desks that you can go to any desk that are designated for co-working for 50 bucks a month okay. and 5g wi-fi like so you have that and then if you want to just leave your stuff there permanently it's 100 bucks versus bouncing from one desk to a different one like there's some people that like that um but the 100 dollar one also gets you um a key to get in there anytime so you could be there at 3 a.m the ones that are for fifty bucks, they just go from eight a.m. till seven p.m. one when the buildings oh, available.
0: And so that's just like a somewhere where you can have like a, a permanent desk. Yeah. Like, uh, and are they? Is it like a bunch of people in one area? Uh, different. We have different
2: areas in that building.
0: Okay. So that's it's actually, not just it's not just cool. one. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. It reminds me of uh, what what are they called the the hostels out in uh yeah <laughs> in in Europe? Well, where, where you're because a lot of people wonder how these some of these backpackers travel around Europe. Is because they stay in the hostels, which is like 15 bucks a night, but it's like with a group of people, yeah. you know, but, uh, this one girl, she was like, what? that seems dangerous. I'm like, everyone else is traveling,
3: you yeah. know, like
0: you run into the same <laughs> type of people but from other places. Yeah. Was, was that deal, the one where you had the, uh, the owner finance, was that the most creative way you've had a deal done or is there something else you've?
2: So another way that I did, cause I've done a lot of, I've done quite a few deals, but Another way that I did it, I was I was driving from my house down. I think I was going to work, and then I see this house, and it was a for sale by owner, and then it was also lease to own. So mm-hmm. instantly, I go check it out, take the phone number, call them, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm kind of interested in this property. Like, when could I take a tour?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure," because I was like, "I'm gonna keep a rental." I that's why we created that A and M Empire, because mm-hmm. um, my cousin and I, he's a he kills it. Out in like Hayburn, uh, Rupert, mm-hmm. like that area, Minadoka, Caja County. So he killed it. He kills it over there being a real estate agent. But he, him being in real estate, he's like, I want to get wealthy owning properties, flipping properties. Mm-hmm. So he saw what I was doing. He saw some of the houses. Cause when we do flips, we'll even show people like the numbers. Like we'll go give house tours. We'll say, okay, these are the numbers this is what we bought it for, this is what we're putting into it. And then so we'll walk them when it looks ugly, and then we uh, walk them when it's done. Yeah. So that way they know we're not faking it. That yeah. way they're like, oh, yeah, these guys are actually doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, But with my with my cousin, he's like, hey, let's find a deal. I don't want to partner up with you on a deal. He's like, I can bring in funds. I was like, okay, cool. I just have to go find a deal. That's yeah. it. Because I know my market. That's one thing you want to know if you're getting into real estate, because there's a lot of other states that are super cheap. Like you can buy a house for 15000 mm-hmm. but they're – like they need over $100,000 worth of work, yeah. and then they'll only sell for like $100,000. So what's the point of buying that? But so my cousin's like, oh, find find a deal, and let's partner up on it. And I was like, okay, cool. And so this one, the when, one when I was saying I was driving home um, to go to work, I saw it, and we set up a date to go walk it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this would make, make a great rental as is right now and I was like so what's the lease to own like what's that option like that you guys are willing to do like what are the terms like what are you guys thinking about doing there and like well we want to do it for 169 like that's what we're selling it for and I was like okay and the lease to own is what well we'll give you 2 years to pay us off so basically in 2 years you have a balloon payment to pay 154,000 four thousand. Um, 'cause cuz he's like we'll take $15,000 down um but in 2 years you um You give it – like if you don't pay it off, you lose the Mm -hmm. $15,000 unless it's in writing that we did a contract and extended it. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we're like, okay, let's do it. I told my cousin. He didn't even go walk it. It was a (laughs) four-bedroom, three-bathroom house. He's like, this deal sounds super good. It's in a good neighborhood. Let's do it. I was like, okay. And then my aunt and uncle, they're the ones that wanted to put that money to get a return on their money. So they're because they saw what I was doing because mm-hmm. I would upload it. I'd show them like we'd, whenever we'd go to family stuff, they'd ask, well, how's the real estate? I'm like, yeah, It's that's different, like for sure. Because yeah. they're because they they were kind of like, Why did you drop out? Like, you're you're dumb for not dropping out. Because I mean, the Tino household, they
3: yeah, they
2: want you to go to college because did that degree exactly, yeah, yeah. but I was like, No, like I, I just I sell cars and trying to flip houses, and now we're, I think I'm gonna get my first rental. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Cool, and so like. We want to help fund it. Uh, okay. Just give us a good return. And so we went through with it, and we got it notarized. We did all the documents, had another LLC set up. That way it's not the same one, and that way me and him are part owners in it as well too. Mm-hmm. So that one was cool because we kept it for two years. We had renters in it that were paying us $1,300 a month. My mortgage payment that I owed them – because at first they only wanted to amortize it for 15 years. So mm-hmm. that means in 15 years, like – it's a lot higher payment. Mm-hmm. So we would be having to pay them yeah. to have the property. Even if we had a renter in there. Um, I think the payment would have been like around fifteen hundred or something like that, if we would have kept it at that shorter frame time frame. But uh, I was like, Can we amortize it for thirty? And he's like, Okay. And but I, if we do it for thirty, I wanna do two points above Prime and at the time prime was four, four percent interest. Mm-hmm. So he was giving this house to us at six percent interest. Um, but interest only. So we still cash flowed on it. And when then, after the two years were up, we were trying to sell it. Um, but we didn't do any updates at all because it was in pretty good condition. Like it needed some updating. We're like, well, the market's going to. This is before the market even started getting hot. So we're like, okay, well, we'll just. Um, let's sell it. Yeah. And just get our money back out. And then. We try to sell it, but so many agents are like this is too overpriced, like you need this, so you need some new roof, new windows. And then like we didn't get any offers. Or we did get offers, but we're just they're just offers we're like, no, because we try to sell it for two hundred thousand. And they're like, um, no, we're not gonna take that. We'd get like one seventy five. Yeah, super lowball. That. Yeah, which I mean I I've low balled people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can't I can't be like mad about that. Um, but when we were getting all those offers, we are like, God, oh, geez, our two years are going to come up. So then we had to talk to the owner that, like, basically, we did the owner carry with that lease option. So we're like, okay, well, can we get an extension on it? He's like, sure, I'll give you guys another year, but here's a, a penalty for to do the paperwork. So that way he could get some money out of it too because yeah. he's not just going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, and then just keep it. But he was cool about it. And so in that time frame, we're like, let's just go out. Let's flip it. And then, so, we ended up, like, doing all new bathrooms, um, put new flooring, uh, painted the exterior because it was, like, this yellow, like, nasty yellow <laughs> and red color. So, we painted it gray with some white trim, and it turned out really nice. And, like, we sold it for over two forty two. Oh, dang. So, big difference there.
0: And uh, how were, because I have a question, since you said some of your family wanted to fund this project, too, as well. Uh, how did... How do they make money?
2: Well, we pay the money on – we pay the interest on their
0: money. Okay. Like – so, but it's still cash flowed at the same time? Yeah. Okay. And you were paying them monthly or or was it just like when you sold it?
2: They didn't care, monthly or at the end. For them, it was just – we just want to invest our money. Like we don't want to sit it – let it sit in a bank account because you're basically like – when you do that and just holding it in a bank account, you're just holding it hostage, especially with inflation going up yeah. right now. Like, they're like, no, we don't want to just keep it in the bank.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I tell people all the time, too, like, don't keep your money in the bank. Invest into something that's going to give you more money. Yeah. And now that you say it, somebody's going to listen to it and be like, ah, maybe he was right. <laughs> but it, it's funny, kind of like you tell them, you, like, you tell them, you tell them, like, hey, I'm not making any money off telling you this stuff. Like, I'm telling you, like, you know, find different ways to to use your money, yeah. to have your money work for you. And uh, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's safe in the bank. I'm like, no, you know, it's not safe in the bank. Um, yeah, because
2: you're just holding it hostage, let's say, with $500, like, that I put down as earnest money. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put that in a little savings account or something instead of investing it into a property. You got you a
0: whole property. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so so I'm glad, like, we're able to do, like, an episode like this because there's always these people that want to do investments. And, and I'm sure you're – did you ever sell the one that you just recently finished?
2: It's it's still on the market, but I think it'll sell quick.
0: Okay. And and do you only have, are you only flipping still or do you have rental properties too?
2: Um, I sold my rental properties just because I was like, man, they're kind of a headache. But now I wish I kept some of the flips because there's so many easy deals that I just could have held on to because mm-hmm. I had one that it was after like one day that I was out drinking a little bit. And then I was like, okay, cool. I want to maybe go check out this house. And then I call my agent. i was like, all right, cool. And then he's like, let's just put an offer in. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. And Because I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't think it would get accepted. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the next day calls me. He's like, hey, our offer got accepted. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't think it'd get accepted because I didn't have money lined up. I didn't have a partner lined up, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I call my partner who I did my first deal with. I was like, hey, do you want to take this on? I think we just put ten to twelve thousand dollars worth of work into it it's just a lipstick one that we just have to do uh painting the make it look nice yeah make it look nice it's in a good neighborhood it's an up-and-coming neighborhood that was like behind the Fred Meyer we're like okay cool let's just he's like yeah easy like let's do it um so we didn't even we didn't even have it finished and we already had someone that wanted to buy it oh, like, we just had a because normally when we do our flips we have a pick dumpster outside and this person was just driving around they're from florida and their daughter was getting a full ride scholarship to go to ISU. And they're looking for a house because they do not want her to, like, they, they're trying to find her a rental, but most of the places didn't allow dogs. Mm. So then they're like, why don't we just buy kind of an investment property here in Idaho? And uh, so we're like, okay. Like, like I said, I was on my way to a wedding. One of my buddies is getting married. And then my contractor told me, hey. I didn't answer the first time, and then he leaves me a voicemail. Hey, you need to give me a call back because this guy's interested in buying the property.
0: Like, what? <laughs> and he, like, well, it's not even done. <laughs> it's, yeah, it wasn't done. It was in the, the demo phase.
2: Yeah. Um, he just saw the dumpsters, and he's like, "Yeah, he wants to." So I call him back. I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" There's this guy that really wants to buy the house. Like, he's serious. I was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Okay, well let's uh, let's meet with him on Monday. Like, pass me his phone number, and I'll contact him Monday." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm definitely interested." Like. We might buy it cash. We might finance it. We we don't know yet, but that we want this property, we want it. It's close to college. Um, he told me the story about how they tried to get her to rent, but most places in town wouldn't allow pets, so like, we'll just buy a kind of investment property. And so then I kind of gave him, like, the rundown of what we were going to do to the property, and uh, um, I was like, well, yeah, we we have the kitchen cabinets here. Like, they're just out in the garage, just kind of that we're using. We have a backslash we're doing, and – I mean, we're just going to clean it up, do some painting, and then do some yard work. And then there was, like, a part in the back where it was kind of partially fenced, but it was cinder block. And he's like, well, we kind of want it fenced. Well, we don't mind paying more mm-hmm. if you guys do that. And then we're like, man, are we shooting ourselves in the foot? Like, we already have a buyer. What if we list it, and then we have more people that want to buy it? And it gets into admitting more. Yeah, But he's like, we'll even put, like, $5,000 down, like, now. And we'll close as soon as it's done. Mm-hmm. He's, the only thing that he said, he's like, I just want you to change a few things. I was like, okay, what's that? Because we had some, like, bronze kind of looking stuff. And uh, he's like, well, I want those to be black. And I want this to be black. And then just little things. like, And if you throw the fence in there, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Just when it's done. Um, we're going back to Florida in a few days, so we kind of need to know. Like, Geez, now the ball's in my car. Yeah, <laughs> <Like, yeah. so laughs> so like,
1: they turn it on, you yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, they turned it on me, and I'm like, well, what do I do? I talked to my partner. I was like, should we sell it? Because this is quick, easy money, and we already have a buyer. And if they forfeit, we keep their earnest money. We keep their five grand." Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's do it. And so that one was just a quick, easy deal. Like It was literally two weeks, maybe a week and a half, actually, that we were into the property. And then we already had it sold basically.
0: <laughs> and this was with no money out of your pocket, right?
2: Uh, $500, just to lock oh. it under the contract.
0: And so, see, and, and then people, like, it's it's funny when you like say it like that. And it's really that like, if you have the pr- proper people around you, of course it makes it that much easier, but just 500 bucks instead of throwing that $500 in the bank, where you're going to earn interest, you know, I'm doing air quotes here yeah. uh, <laughs> be- for those people listening. Cause <sighs> people after take you do the math, like, and like putting your money elsewhere, like say, whether it be like some good ETFs, like in stocks and, or, or crypto, um, uh, like how much money you make compared to what you make in a bank Yeah. you're like why would i ever put my money in the bank yeah uh so yeah no no so question on that property uh did you just like give them a price and then they're just like yeah yeah or we just gave them didn't... a price
2: we're like one well, because we we looked at the numbers like well if we sell it at this price we'll only make this we do it at this because one thing back then because the market wasn't as hot either this is right after COVID, too, because we're kind of worried, like, oh, geez, like, do we keep flipping? Do mm-hmm. we stop? But then I was like, let's go. Like, let's let's try it. Like, yeah. I think real estate's going to keep going up. And sure enough, it did. <laughs> yeah. So now that house is probably worth over 200000 oh, And dang. they picked it up for, I think, one seventy two, if I remember right. Oh, nay. So.
0: Yeah, th- no, th- that would make it tough, like, like, sell it now or, like, see what happens in the market. But then they're going to go, and if it doesn't sell right away, and you're like, I just lost the buyer because they yeah. went somewhere else. So it's, I, I think it's pretty cool how like it, they put you in that situation. Cause you don't, you don't know, you know what I mean? And, uh, and for those people listening, like they'll see, like, it's, it doesn't seem like it's, uh, the same thing all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like your regular, like a regular job, you know, like yeah. a regular nine to five is the same thing every day. Uh, this, you never know what's going to happen or even I, I like how you, you just drive, You just drive and find uh, properties, (laughs) and people don't realize it's it's you putting in that extra work, you know, or just being aware of your surroundings. Because most people think that it's like some secret like formula you do that you go and find these uh, properties that, uh, or you know the right people and they send you all the information. But it's really you just look around, you know, take a little bit of time, don't spend like a whole day and binge watch uh, a Netflix Uh, Netflix series. series. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Invest your time into uh, a little bit more, something that's going to help you uh, long-term. Cause me, I do like an hour a day of reading, have to a day, like uh, whether it be like a self-help book, real estate book, uh, or just a book, you know, and people are like, Oh, that's, you know, that's a lot. Or that's lame. Like I could
2: do something else instead.
0: But instead they're watching like the whole new series that comes out on Netflix and like they had time for that.
2: Yeah, Tiger King or something. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, one thing
0: that I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like they're like, how much is Audible? Because I, I prefer to listen to books just because I don't do so well reading because uh, I'll read a few pages and then I forget what I read and then I have to go back and read. Uh, so that's why I do Audible. And I tell people about it and they're like, dang, 15 bucks a month. I'm like, bro, you pay for Netflix, you pay for Hulu, you pay Spotify, for all these. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Music. I was like, but you have an issue paying uh, $15 for something no. you're going to gain who knows like priceless information, when you know, they're, when they're going to close libraries down. I
1: don't know a lot of people that go to libraries still.
0: Yeah. I'm libraries sure. are, yeah, they're kind of, they're going to be the, what? Like VHS uh, <laughs> like and blockbusters, yeah. <laughs> and, and things like that. So, uh, no, yeah. So I, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us just because there's, like I said, there, there's people right now who are looking to get into this. Um, do, do you ever like, like say someone wants to invest, right? Like, Do you give them your information? You're like, hey, like I'm. You, I work with people like who are are trying to invest. uh, Because what I mean, like, all right, put a little scenario. Say, say, like I'm trying to buy something, right? And be like, hey, like you help me out, or do you do stuff like that? And then, like, you have somebody help you.
2: Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, because there's people that are like, well, I have because they don't know. I have ten thousand dollars, but I want to invest it. I don't want to keep it in a bank. Okay, well then I think of a creative strategy. Like, okay, well. They want me to use 10000 What can I use $10,000 with? For a rehab? And I just pay them interest back on that for using their money on doing the rehab portion. Or do I find a deal that I can pick up for close to 10000 Like, let's say a foreclosure. Someone goes to foreclosure because they didn't make their payments. but Because they had some issue. Or the COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened with COVID? And they just let the forbearance. And yeah. now the forbearance is going to go away and all that. So, let's say they're back behind $10,000. So, then I'll go to that seller and see, like... Hey, would you guys be interested? Like, like you guys are going to lose a house. So, how about this solution? Because every deal is not the exact same. Yeah. So, for the like a foreclosure one, that's cool that you could pick up is hey, um, what if I give you $10,000, I like catch you up, and then maybe bring in like 2000 help them move or whatever, find a new place. And then you just deed me the property. So, because to deed the property, they just signed something saying that. The, the mortgage is still going to be under their, their, their name. So you can rent it out or you can flip it, mm-hmm. but using $10,000. Like, it's like you saying, hey, just invest $10,000 for me. I go and meet the seller. Hey, would you be willing to do this? And then um, just to make you feel safe, we can put the money somewhere. That, that way it doesn't go back into foreclosure. Because if you just give them 10000 then and you have no legal binding contract, they can just run away with that. And then it could go back into foreclosure. And if you don't have no ownership, then, yeah. then what's the point? You just gave them 10000 to yeah. do whatever with it. And so by doing something like that, it's like, okay, you can take over a property with that little amount of money. And then now you have a rental and you can pay it back. Because, like, let's say, like, it's 100 they, – they owe, like, 150000 Um, But they're behind $10,000. But that house is worth 250000 So you could catch them up, do some minor repairs, fixes, rent it out, get it reappraised, refinanced, pull that money out pay these people off their mortgage and they're clear, they're mm-hmm. saved. So there's different strategies. Like there's so much stuff. You can do that with tax liens, tax liens. Um, if a person hasn't paid their taxes for three years, then it goes to a tax auction. Mm-hmm. So you can pick up houses for like 3000, 4000, 10,000, like super cheap, depending like what areas you're looking in for tax liens. Oh, dang! Cause <laughs> tax liens get the first lien. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks a, a mortgage does, but that's where mortgage, like people that do mortgages, like, um, certain banks and stuff they include that with like they include your property taxes with the payment so that way they if it goes for closure or anything like they get their money back because who gets the first always is property taxes Mm -hmm. so dang
0: yeah no that way um so like since you do stuff like that uh you want to give them your information where they can like reach out to you if there's somebody listening that wants to get involved or has questions
2: yeah, they can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, it's lhefe underscore Alex, but it's with an H. Lhefe. Um, yeah, because I, I like uh, I like couple and so.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: <laughs> so that's why I did it. Lhefe underscore so, Alex.
0: So I, I have a question. Um, so, what's your end goal? Like with all this investing, like is it having a bunch of properties, or are you just continue going to continue buying and flipping? So my end goal is to do
2: developments mm-hmm. and doing commercial buildings and just having different properties, like different property types. Cause what's cool about Chandler, cause I, I followed him on YouTube and all that. Like he has really good info and it's cool how like he just owns a lot of multifamily. So that's one thing I want to get into is multifamily. Cause mm-hmm. flipping residential stuff. Like I like it. It's, it's cool. But where the real money, like the big money is commercial land developing, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So
0: and then having would, uh, like owning cause like, Someone listening to this, whether they go into looking to going to flipping or like rental properties, what what would you recommend right now?
2: It depends like what like they need right now. If you want a massive income, flip. But if you want passive income, then keep rentals. Mm -hmm. My thing is I want massive income to have passive income again.
0: Okay. Now that makes sense. Yeah, because uh, like I said, there's there's so much out there. There's so much information out there. And me, I was like, we we need to get someone who actually is out like doing this stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, and, but you do mainly flips, right? Yep. Yeah, so mainly flips, and because uh, that's I'm in that same boat. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to do like uh you know flipping. But then like the way you put it, you're like, yeah, like you get that money in order to invest into to get some assets, to, you know, yep. to get that cash flow, passive income. Uh, you know, and so I'm sure this episode is going to do really well.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, I didn't even touch like different types of financing.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing. Like there's Mm -hmm. like all sorts of different, like different types of loans.
2: Yep. Hard Uh, money, private money. Um, with one of my partners, we did, uh, we used his HELOC, Home Equity line of Credit. So his house, he, he bought his house cheap. Now it's worth a ton more. So he has a ton of equity just sitting there. And so he pulls out a home equity line of credit, basically like a massive credit card. But you're saying it's your house.
3: Mm-hmm. You're
2: using your house as collateral. And so we used um, to buy that one property that I told you that we sold right away to the people from Florida. We used money from that. And like it was just basically all there. We funded everything, the house and the repairs, mm-hmm. all from that. Just using a home equity line of credit. Someone that you know that has a ton of equity, just borrow it for a little bit. Get a return but since he was my partner we're going fifty fifty on it it's like okay well what what's he gonna lose yeah gets first lane his money's tied up in it but he because I look at it this way and he looked at it the same way because he has all that money sitting there it's doing nothing for him it's just a ton of equity why not just reuse it and then just make profit with it
0: okay so. and what, what what other types of loans are there all right so john john g has he actually i think he has to go to church <laughs> So yeah uh, so since we're touching on those loans cuz uh, like I said uh that's something I'm also interested in uh what other types of like financing is there
2: So you can do uh hard money hard money the only thing that's different private money is someone you know or someone that you someone else that you know knows Yeah Hard money is like that can come from uh um, like all different kinds of people do hard money loans um they just charge points in interest so mm-hmm. they make you some that I know make you do twenty percent down of the whole property. So it's a hundred thousand, just to make it numbers easy. So it's a hundred thousand dollar property. They want twenty thousand dollars, but they'll charge you two points. So that means two thousand dollars every month. Mm-hmm. And they have different ways to set set up stuff. So and some of them will cover rehab costs, some of them won't. Some of them will reimburse you for it, some of them like it just depends what kind of hard money loan you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a bridge loan so you get a hard money loan and then an end loan that's like, okay, it'll raise for this value and then you basically pay out the hard money off, and now you have this asset, so it'd be for rentals and stuff.
0: So would you recommend, because I had a buddy who, who did this, but he, he also did it in such a short span, it worked out for him. He actually had a, a credit card with a, a big line of like spending, so he, he was able to get uh, a property, use the credit card to, like, to finance the whole uh, rehab. rehab process, and then he sold it, and then just paid the credit card off, and then just sold the property.
2: Yeah, that, that works. I mean, if, as long as it's not a high interest credit card, mm. if it's one that he can use for a little bit and yeah, that's, that's smart too.
0: Yeah. Cause, uh, he even said there's, there's a bunch of ways you can do this. He's like, uh, if you're, if you don't get creative with it, he's like, you, you're, if you think the bank is the only way that to Aww. do this, he's like, it's, it's, there's different ways, uh. If you go to these uh, like events that you you guys do and you guys held, right?
2: Yeah, we we host ton of events like different kinds. So. Yeah,
0: and like you you can get this type of information, and not just that. Uh, I think something huge in just like investing or entrepreneurship is networking, like you said earlier. Like the more pe the the more people, the right people you know is the better. You know, yep. uh, don't go ask your parents if they don't do it. You know, don't go ask them how to invest. That's one thing that I talked about on a different podcast is. We always ask uh, the wrong people for advice, like financially, investments. Yeah, m- my parents are doing well off by themselves, but they don't have investments. They don't have like a uh, rental properties. So like, I can't ask them. Uh, kind of like the issue, like when you went to the school, like you're asking these questions, but they don't have the answers for you. Uh, but instead you go ask the questions to somebody who knows and they can give you like a solid answer. Um, kind of like a... M- me, I'm on the whole, like, I don't know the loans. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm like, do do I have to go to a bank through that? But then, like, I asked him. He's like, no. He's like, there's there's different ways. He's like, just let me know when you're ready and, like, we can figure something out. And then just sitting here to talking to you, and you're like, dude, I've gotten, like, some of these properties for, like, 500 bucks. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's, it. It's, it. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's it, it amazes me. You know what I mean, like that. You don't need a whole lot of money to get started.
2: Yeah, you don't need a hundred thousand, a million to start.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's some people. uh, I know. I have this one buddy. He 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 ha- he saved up money for a long time, and he's looking to invest. But he's like, I don't have enough for a property. And I was like, Oh, you don't have to tell me like how much you have. I was like, But how much do you have? And he's like, Oh, I'm I'm getting close to a hundred thousand. I'm like, That's more
2: than enough. Yeah, <laughs> I was like,
0: I I I, th- I think you could have had several, like like not just one. Uh, with that much like saved up and and he just has it in the bank you yeah know? Cause
2: just, <laughs> well how I was saying with a hard money loan so he has a hundred thousand right mm-hmm. trying to buy a hundred thousand dollars uh a hundred thousand dollar property but let's say he uses hard money he can just use twenty thousand of that put it down well, for the hard money yes they do an L- LTV but loan to value is what it's called of uh, it. And then after that, it'll charge you points. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say the rehabs, tw- an extra 20000 So now he's using a total of like um, 20000 to do this. instead. Because, yeah, he could buy the whole property cash with his own cash. But it's like you can do that or you can leverage other people's money yeah. to make more money and yeah. still keep your money.
0: Yeah, and doing it the way he's trying to do it is going to take a lot longer. Because yep. if you're trying to pay it off completely, like how long are you going to save all the money for
2: and what's, like, I mean, if he's going to do something, like, once he buys it, and if he's going to live in it, and let's say he wants to pay cash for it, well, to me, that's also, like, kind of trapping your money again. Yeah. Because, I mean, if it's an investment, like, do it. But, like, if you're going to pay for a rental property in cash, it's like, why would you do that?
0: Yeah, and because uh, I, I had another buddy who also paid off his house cash, and he was, like, super proud of it, and which is cool it's to cool, pay yeah. off your house cash, but I'm like… In my head, since I've been, like, learning so much, so many things lately, it's like, why didn't you use, like, that, a lot of that money to invest into other stuff? Especially
2: when interest rates right now are super low. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have paid paid it off.
0: Yeah, and, and people think it's weird when you say that, like, uh, when they're like, I, I wouldn't have paid it off. You know, I would have used, I would have did what I had to do to get myself into that house. But then like invested all this other money into like maybe getting another property, you know, investing into like uh stock market if that's what you do, you know, and, and different things like that. I'm like, you could have that money could have made you way more money than it's gonna make you now. Yep. And so no dude, I appreciate you coming and talking with me, dude. It's I learned a lot. Hopefully we can get you on again. Uh uh that way. Cause I'm, I know I'm going to get a bunch of questions about this. Oh, you should have <laughs> asked them this. Oh, you should have asked them him. But at the same time, I don't know. Cause I'm still like trying to learn, you know? Yeah. Um. So, you know, I appreciate, I'm going to have to, me, I want to actually try to attend like some of these events that you guys have. Cause just that, that's all it is, is like surrounding yourself with the right people, you know? And then you can just ask questions there and then somebody would be like, Oh, this so, so-and-so, you know? Yeah. Uh, Same thing goes with like, uh, like media, like, a lot of people ask me questions like, uh, like cameras and stuff like that just because I've learned that. And I, I've never had like someone hasn't reached out and like, hey, can you tell me this? And I've been like, no, figure it out on your own. You know, like that's not usually that's not the case. Like if you ask somebody who knows the answer, they're more than likely going to give it to you. You know, yeah, like they're, they're, not,
2: they're happy to teach you like they, they want other people to
0: learn. Exactly. It's not a
2: competition. It's just like, well, yeah just help them out.
0: The more you try to compete is the the less friends you have. The, the less your your network is, yep. you know, so it's 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 way different. People like to assume it's uh, everyone tries to keep secrets and things like that. So, but yeah, dude, I appreciate you coming chatting with me. Yep. I really, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, do you guys have an event coming up?
2: Yeah, we have a uh, like monthly events um, every first Tuesday of every month. We have one for the Pokeria down in Pocatello. So first Tuesday of every month. Here in Idle Falls, they have another great one. The third Wednesday of every month, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's held at Title One.
0: Okay. And uh, wh- where's the one in Pokey held?
2: Um, it's held at Station Square.
0: Station Square? Yep. Okay. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to make one of those. And it, is it just come? Like, just come?
2: Yeah, just come. Like, uh, our meetings aren't like, you have to dress like suit and tie. <laughs> um, like, because I have one that coffee shop that's down there. So sometimes people will come, grab a beer, go listen and learn something new Mm
0: -hmm. and do you had just uh sit there and talk and like what's going on like uh what usually happens in these events
2: so in the events like what we do is like we do a little bit of networking in the beginning so that way you can grab a beer have like meet new people um and then there's a time for the presentation where we have a guest speaker come talk about something like we've had all different kinds we've had cpas attorneys engineers like real estate agents, people that have multiple houses, people that have commercials. Oh, so. okay. And then at the end, it's kind of like a wrap up and then more networking for the people that want to stay in network.
0: Oh, cool. I'll have to definitely check one of those out. But again, Alex, thank you for coming. I I appreciate you sitting down and talking with me and answering some questions. Uh, and for you guys listening, I know you guys are going to send me a bunch of, bunch of messages saying like, hey, should I have to this. But don't worry, we'll have him back on again because he's, it's not like he's going to stop anytime soon. So. Uh, again, thank you for coming in. And- Thank you guys for the
1: Aquí todos los días son de verano. De luna nunca paramos. Ya está saliendo el sol ven y préndete. Esto es fácil. No me llames si tú andas con Lucy. Estamos en Miami.